<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Blog Talk Radio. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. You already know what time it is. So now it's time to turn it up, surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up. We all up in your area like landscape, definitely bringing you the power slamming pancakes. It's the mandate that you tune in. It's time to move out so we can move in and recognize that this is no illusion. I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion. It all started off in the book of Genesis when Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis. And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him, he touched his hip but he really could have devoured him. And from that point, then we hear a name change, rearrange the game, so now we got to change uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. This is the Pancakes and Power Slam show. I am Chris Featherstone as always. Joining you live in living color, getting funky like a monkey, if you will. Uh, of course, uh, this is a happy new year, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and, and it's going to have we're going to have a good time. Late start tonight, but uh, there are some things that I had to. Uh, there are some technical difficulties with the with the station. So, uh, what's going on, Ryan? What's going on, Lee? Let me know if y'all can hear me good. Uh, I just want to make sure that everything is good and ready to rock and roll. Uh, just let me know, confirm uh, that with me that uh, that you can hear me because um, there was some uh, technical difficulties with the station. 
So uh, we're going to play half of the interview that I have today. Uh, we're also going to talk about some AEW, Raw and SmackDown. We've got a lot of trivia tonight. Uh, and we are – thank you, Ryan. Um, and we are going to uh, talk about uh, a little bit of UFC 2 – thank you, Lee. Uh, UFC 232. Uh, we're going to talk about a couple of the, 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 the two main event matches, the Chris Cyborg and, and Amanda Nunez, and, of course, John Jones and uh, Alexander Gustafsson. Uh, and we are going to talk about Goldberg's for the flavor of the week today. <laughs> since since the interview has to do with Goldberg's streak, we're going to talk about, we're going to dissect it a little bit. A bit of an abbreviated New Year's show tonight uh, because of all the technical difficulties with the station. Of course, once again, I apologize for all that going on. You know, I'm very prompt. This is the 200 and this is the 353rd episode Ebag, uh, happy new year to you as well. Thanks for joining us on the show tonight. Um, yeah, so uh, 230, uh, 353rd episode of the Pancakes and Power Slam show, uh, as my boy Booker T would say, tonight. So <laughs> late start, late uh, late start, but still lots of fun as people who are here every week know how much fun we have. We're going to have a good time. Again, I'm going to play half of the interview that I have, uh, and then I'm going to finish the what's going on, Mo? What's going on, my mood? Happy New Year as well. Uh, as the chat is loading up, we're going to have a lot of fun. I got some trivia for y'all, uh, so we're going to so we're going to do that on the New Year Day. Uh, as um, as the interview is playing, just let uh, you know the chat and uh, let me know your thoughts on Raw and SmackDown as the interview is going, uh, and I will read them after the interview. Once again, we're going to play half of it this week just because of the uh, technical stuff that uh, was going on. We're going to play the rest of the half next week, uh, and I think you'll enjoy this interview. I really think you'll do. So this week, the interview is very interesting, very, very interesting. So I was uh, doing some doing some work, doing some writing, and I've had Goldberg on the show before, and very nice guy. I've talked to him um, on the phone, off air as well. Just a just a nice guy. He's you know, uh, I said this on an interview. People can say things about him, how they feel, and how he was, but uh, I've had Goldberg on the show, and I've talked to him off on 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 the phone before before the show. Um, and he was very professional, very cordial with me. Um, so I was doing this, I was doing an interview with him, um, and I was doing some some work about. It. I was doing some writing about Goldberg, and I was uh, <laughs> just digging, and I was looking at his streak. Um, no, Amud, I did not ask him about that, but uh, Google Bill Goldberg in my name. Just Goldberg. Uh, just well, just uh, you can. Uh, Google Bill Goldberg Pancakes and Power Slams And that interview will come up But this interview is actually Because I was doing some digging And I came up with the first Person because everybody thinks It's Kevin Nash Starcade 1998 is when When he you know his first loss But technically It was It, it was uh, Like four matches in and 
very, very interesting. Some, some very interesting stuff that I found out uh, with Goldberg's under 50 streak. Now, here's the thing. Um, I, I, I heard about this years ago, but I wasn't really paying attention to it as much because they, they didn't really um, they didn't really plug it that much. They didn't really promote it very much. Uh, but he actually lost like his fourth, third, like his fourth or fifth match, um, and I was like, "Wow, that's really cool!" I, like it really just came to me that he really lost his uh, like fourth or fifth match. Person he lost it to was a former WWE years former WWE guy. Um, Former USWA, he he wrestled in USWA for uh, Techno Team 2000. Eric Watts, his name is Chad Fortune. So I dug him up. Uh, but he's he's a really big uh, monster truck guy now. Um, he has been for almost 20 years, and I, and I didn't know this stuff. I was doing some research, and I was like, well, this is super cool. I I never knew. I mean, I heard his name, and I, and I found out. But uh, let me see. It was. Uh, I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to give you the specific match of when he lost his. He lost his. Um, one, two, three, four, five, sixth match. His sixth match he lost against Chad Fortune, uh, July 24th, 1997, is when he lost his his first match. Um, what's going, what's going on, Joseph? Glad to have you. Um, yeah, so he lost his sixth match to, to Chad Fortune. I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta interview that guy because I'm, I'm sure that I mean he's been out the wrestling business since 2000. So I mean he's he's got nothing to hide, you know. What I mean so, uh, and I interviewed him, and it was a really, really good interview. It was a half an hour. Uh, Happy New Year's, Wild Boy. Happy New Year, Wild Boy. Um. So it was really cool. It was a, over half an hour interview. Very interesting. Very conversational. I really, really enjoyed the interview, and he did as well. And so I'm play the first half of it today. Um, and it's going. I think you'll enjoy it. I, I definitely think you'll enjoy it. Um, so, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, since we're on a time crunch, uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna play the interview, and then uh, we're gonna go right into uh, a few headlines very quick. And then we're going to do the we're going to grade the Raw and SmackDown. Of course, we're going to talk about the uh, AEW UFC 232, and also uh, interesting uh, tidbit I found uh, the reason why the reason for EC3's main roster call up. I found that that to be an interesting headline to talk about today uh, in this abbreviated episode. So we'll do that, and then uh, like I said, we'll uh, close the show uh, reviewing the the Goldberg streak. So. I, I'm glad. I, I, I'm so happy for y'all for y'all to join me on this New Year New Year's Day, and uh, let's have some fun with it. Let's uh, play the interview with Chad Fortune, the first half, and we will be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the New Year's Day episode of the Pancakes and Power Sam Show. Of course, I'm Chris Featherstone. We've had some fun so far. So this is a really, really interesting way to start the new year for the first interview of the new year. Uh, so I was doing some digging. I was I was uh, doing some writing probably about a week ago or so. 
maybe one or two weeks ago, and I was writing an article about Bill Goldberg, and I was looking at, um, I was just curious to look at his entire undefeated streak, the 173 reported uh, wins that Goldberg had without losing. Now, I heard some years ago, I heard that, uh, you know, there was a blemish on his record that was uh, unreported, undocumented. I mean, it's been documented as far as match history, but WCW never decided to make this person, uh, you know, make this loss count, so to speak. It was actually a dark match, I believe, of a WCW Saturday night taping. Um, if I'm not mistaken, this part, when this person comes on, he may correct me, but I think it was a dark match of a WCW Saturday night. I think it was like Goldberg's fourth or fifth match. He actually lost to this person. And I said, oh, my goodness, I am so intrigued to bring him on. And then doing some more digging, and I remember him teaming up with Eric Watts back a long time ago, 94, 95 uh, time. Uh, for there were Tecmo team 2000 uh, with with Eric Watts, and so uh, we're going to talk about those two things. I'm very very interested to having just some uh, talks with this person about just how it felt to be the blemish of the 173 with Goldberg and his team with Eric Watts. His time in AWA, I think he had like one match there or so. USWA, WWE. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Chad Fortune, how are you tonight, sir? I'm great, Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing wonderful. Happy New Year to you as well. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. So just like I was saying, just, uh, I'm, you know, we, we, we had a really good conversation last week on the phone and uh, I was just uh, talking about some, some wrestling and uh, you, you really put Goldberg over uh, as well for, uh, for really giving you props, you know, something that WCW didn't do, Goldberg did and did mention you. I think you remember, I think I remember you saying that he said something about you in his book uh, that, uh, that, you know, he didn't have to do it, but, you know, because, you know, it, it didn't really uh, help his reputation to put you over because many people know him for being 173-0 and before losing to Kevin Nash at Starcade. But at the same time, Chad Fortune is the blemish of the 173 Street. How does, how does that feel? <laughs> well, you know, it wasn't anything that really meant anything at the time. Um, you know, Goldberg was just coming out. I wasn't that experienced myself. Um, we were just having and, um, you know, I went over. But then, then they decided what they wanted to do with Bill and give him a streak. But they never counted that. So it didn't fit into the program. And until, until really Bill put it in his book, and, you know, there's a lot of fans that wrote, read that book, and me now doing Monster Trucks with Monster Jam, a lot of fans, crossover fans, come over and, and ask about that same, same win. So yeah. um, other, other than Bill saying that, I don't think anybody in the world would know about that. That's a good. That's a very interesting point there. No one, if it wasn't for you know Bill Goldberg, rec, you know recognizing you and you know you actually grew even popular because your wrestling career last. We talked about this last week too. Your wrestling career lasted about six years. You 
uh, Chad Fortune is the mustard truck guy for almost 20 years. Like, that's your deal. That's what you've become uh, popular for. But at the same time, you had a six-year uh, pro wrestling career, and there was some, some promise. You actually started – uh, right out the gate, teaming with Eric Watts, right? I think you started right in the, in the AWA before you went to uh, WCW? No, no. I uh, I came right from college. Well, actually, here, here's the thing. I started out, you know, Eric Watts and I went to University of Louisville together. Mm-hmm. I went off and played a couple of years in the NFL, skipped around. Uh, this is where I met Bill Goldberg. Uh, right out of college, we, we played in the Japan Bowl All-Star Games. Uh, we, you know, went through the ranks in the, in the NFL and crossing paths. We were in the World League. Um, we met again in the World League, uh, played against each other. Um, again, skipping around the NFL and then met up again, uh, you know, at WCW. Um, I was trained at the power plant. Um, uh, Cowboy Bill Watts, right? Eric's father was... Yep. Um, running the show over there and Eric has been in the business for about a year while I was out doing, you know, the NFL thing. Um, he said, after I was out with an injury, he said, what do you want to do? You know, what's going on? He goes, um, well, why don't you come here and we'll figure out and do a, you know, do a tag team together. So I trained in the power plant for a little bit, but he and I left and went to WWF at the time. Um, a short stint there with Techno Team 2000. Um, I'll tell you about, you know, how that, that gimmick came about and then returning back to the WCW. Um, and that's when Bill and I hooked up again. Right. Now, you didn't have any matches for AWA? I thought I saw um, you had an AWA. AWA was, that was uh, right in the middle of the uh, of WWF. Um, okay, got it. We were we were kind of green coming out as a tag team and stuff like that. We were doing we did a couple nights uh, raws. Mm-hmm. We went into AWA um, for a couple shows out there just to kind of tune up some of our gimmicks and our tagging, uh, uh, you know, techniques and stuff like that. And that was a good time doing that loop over there. Now, did Vince? Okay, so you were still contracted by WWE, WBF at the time, and Vince allowed yes. to jump over to uh, work for Ganya for a little bit? Yes. Interesting. Oh, oh Greg Ganya. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. We're talking about USWA is what, what uh, Vince let us go do. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Greg yeah. Ganya. Yeah, you worked for – your show. Your first show was with Ganya, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, I've been doing a lot of digging, and I, and I did see that your first show was uh, an yeah, AWA yeah. show, right? Yeah, you uh, you did go far back. Yeah, I had just trained with uh, – I was training with WCW, and then Eric and I went out and did um, a tag match with Greg Gagne, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, uh, that was in many, many Minnesota. Nope. Yep. It, yep. Uh, that was in '94, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, and and that led to uh, WCW, and then and then now we're at the. Uh, you explained about the Eric Watts teaming, and then uh, what caused the jump from WCW to WWE? Uh, so you went. You started competing. What '95 in WWE? Um, yes, 
Okay. Uh, how that started, I was in the power plant and I was training for about a year, uh, <laughs> but was getting no ring time, um, no dark matches or anything. They just kind of just worked us to death. I mean, and, and it was pretty, pretty tough. Uh, and I, and I was no stranger to hard work and anything, but it was just more doing um, ring work, you no know, in front of crowd. And, you know, you learn the most when you're in front of a crowd. So, yeah. Um, I was doing that, and then um, Eric um, talked to uh, said that the WWF was going to be in Macon, and um, we got us a tryout there. And instantly, we went in on that tryout, and instantly we were uh, contracted. Vince was there, loved it. Uh, nice. JJ Dillon, um, and had had a really good match and, and I mean I was still really green. Uh Eric didn't have a whole lot of experience even though he had a good push when he was you know in WCW but uh regardless so we we made it there and then they flew us to New York, uh worked our gimmicks since we were teammates in in college. Um they came up with the Techno Team 2000 which was really a cheesy situation. It was, it was kind of a hard hard sell. We were supposed to be the futuristic warrior and yeah. a big budget to kind of help the push and um through the middle of it they just kind of cut cut it uh some of the older guys you know of course you get paid when you're working back in those days uh-huh. and new guys coming in with some kind of a push they weren't really having that you know rookie guys and so they wanted their shows and so our funding kind of went down and, and the whole team it kind of just slid away now, 95, uh, Nash was on top, right? Nash was on top. Shawn Michaels was on top. And it was just at that tight, at top, just before uh, we, were, we were going live. Um, and that's when Nitro was coming on live as well. Yeah, September 95. Uh, yeah. WCW. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so it was that big controversial. That's when also they wanted to get the – they're heroes out there on the live TV uh, to compete with the Nitro. Oh, uh, okay. So that kind of thwarted y'all's push because of the rivalry. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, and that was one of the things that I think uh, Nitro was going to, was literally on Monday night going to tell the, you know, the world about what was happening on Raw a week ago. Yeah. was going to be airing that night. Right? Yeah. Because it was a, <laughs> Nitro was going to be an all-live show, so they wanted to go live with uh, Raw, and then the priority of bringing up the younger guys. And, and mind you, Hunter Hearst simply had just signed right after us as well. Mm. Um, uh, so then, you know, you know the story about all that. So. Yeah. Now, was he? I mean, I've interviewed over a hundred people, and and there's usually. Uh, conflicting reports from a backstage. Uh, the majority says he's a, an all-around nice guy, but sometimes he, from a business standpoint, he could be um, a little—he can strong-arm a bit. Now, he wasn't um, really—I mean, he, he wasn't in, in, you know, suited and booted, so, so to speak, back in '95. But I, I, I did know—I do know that, especially with his alliance with Stephanie at the close of um, the beginning of 2000s, really. Um, was he, from what's, from your experience, because uh, 
ninety six, ninety seven, there was t- there was a push that was going on. He ended up winning King of the Ring, but at the same time, he was still like a company guy. Did you have any interaction with Triple H as far as um, just being more than a wrestler? Because I, I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to pinpoint when he was eyed to become more than a wrestler. Okay, so my experience with Triple H, and he was John Paul Levesque in WCW. Yep. And he would come down, and this was the good thing about um, the power plant and stuff like that. You'd have guys coming in and out of there, and we'd do just wrestle rounds and matches mm-hmm. and, you know, film them and stuff like that. And and uh, Triple H, we'll just call him Triple H now, but, you know, before he signed, I mean, he'd come down there, and we'd all just tag around and, and just be spontaneous with some, you know, quick little matches and just hang out. And he was always real, real cool guy. I thought he was. Um, you know, before anybody's big push or before anybody was anybody. And, you know, just getting in the ring and just showing things that you got, going through moves and trying new moves and, um, you know, trying, you know, giving suggestions on, you know, other ways of doing things. So I always had a really good uh, uh, rapport with Triple H. Um, we, once, once we got into WWE again, we were, we were kind of doing our side as a tag team. Triple H, um, really, it seemed like he was just kind of off on his own, uh, a loner, uh, so to speak, in the first first uh, couple months at least. And then he got in with Shawn Michaels and then uh, Kevin Nash. Uh, and then he just, you know, he got in with the right crowd, and then his gimmick just started to take off. And, yeah. you know, then he gets into DX and, you know, that's, that's the way it is. I mean, when you're when you're in with the crowd and, and working over some of the gimmicks and getting some pushes and oh yeah, that's that's really when it, you, your career takes off. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you know the old adage is not it's not what you know it's who you know. So it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it, there's nothing really like nothing wrong with that. And then you know, as we get into talking about Bill Goldberg and the way where he came from football, that was where I came from. Mm-hmm. Um, but I. I I tried his gimmick before he before he did. It wasn't that successful. It wasn't so you know playing coming as a football player. You get hurt on the field. You don't ever sell that. You, you know you're a tough guy. Football. You don't want to show any weakness. You know you know to, uh, you know get on the ground or you you never make the club in the in the tub is what they said. So to bring that mentality into wrestling, it took me personally a long time to to figure out you know the psychology of wrestling and why things are happening because i wasn't going to sell and i wasn't going to do favors really um you know not that i'm any better than anybody else but i was i was a hard worker guy um uh the the wrestling uh gimmick and the entertainment part of it which is so important in, this, in what I used to say even in, in the monster truck um, which is what really makes it fun and entertaining yeah. now who, who came up with the uh, Techno Team 2000 name Techno Team 2000 was when, when Vince brought it all right I'm gonna leave you there. I'm gonna clip, leave you on a cliffhanger right there. Techno Team 2000, and that's uh, we're gonna end it. <laughs>
so we'll we'll finish the rest of it tomorrow. Uh, well, next week uh, he'll talk about the tech Vince McMahon's creation, the, the creation of the tech Techno Team 2000. Uh, and we talked about we're going to talk about how terrible that gimmick is as well. Uh, how terrible that gimmick was. The the uh, mastermind behind it, and you know, as far as just Vince and who else and who came up with it, and and the cap is just good stuff, real real good stuff that we'll talk about. Uh, I'm glad that you all enjoyed that interview, the first half of the interview so far. Net more. Uh, Rob says more like heck no team 2000. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> Mo says, oh, no, he didn't stop it there. The wild boy says, come on. <laughs> that's the cliffhanger, ladies and gentlemen. That's the cliffhanger. You got to see that's that's what it's all about. You got to come back next week. As, as Tony Schiavone would say, we've got to go. We're out of time. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, edge your edge your seats. Come back next week to check the rest of it. That's how wrestling used to be, ladies and gentlemen. They used to give you something. They used to make you salivate, give you something to make you want to come back the next week. But, uh, you know, we still do that here at the Pancakes and Power Slam show. So, <laughs> so uh, come back next week for the rest of it. So, uh, appreciate all your support uh, with the with the listening to the the interview. And uh, yeah, we got the chat room up and running and having some fun. Let's start off with the first trivia question, ladies and gentlemen. The first trivia question of the new year. How about this? The very first trivia question of the brand new year is there we go. Did Rene Dupre team up to defeat Paul London and Billy Kidman for the WWE Tag Titles. Who did Rene Dupre team up with to defeat Paul London and Billy Kidman for the WWE Tag Team Titles? That is the first question uh, of the of the year. First trivia question of the year, ladies and gentlemen. How about that? Um, to be Billy Paul London and Billy Kidman for the WWE Tag Titles. That's why I made it very clear who it who they beat. I'm seeing one answer right now in the chat room that um, is unfortunately <clears throat> incorrect. Incorrect. Um. So far, yes, it's hard the answer. Absolutely, absolutely. Um. <clears throat> still nothing. Still nothing. Still nothing, still nothing. Nope, still nothing. I see Sylvain Grognier. Ah! I know you pulled through, Rob. Kenzo Suzuki. <clears throat> Kenzo Suzuki. <clears throat> um, all right, so let's get into these headlines. I know you want to talk about some AEW, so we're going to talk about some AEW. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> It's time for the headlines. Here we go. 
Elite Wrestling. We've been talking about it for weeks here on the show. Um, that was the best trivia question of 2019. That's because it was the first trivia question of 2019. Um, difficult one, which is good. I think this one is not as difficult. Maybe difficult to people who aren't so much all school fans, but we'll try it. We'll, we'll, we'll check and see. Here we go. This person was known in WWE as the Polish Power. This person was known in WWE as the Polish Power. I was a big fan of his, too. I've actually, I've actually had his son on the show. Here's a hint. I've had his son on the show. There you go, Rob. Ivan Putzky. Ivan Putzky. I've had Scott on the show. Scott is a pretty nice guy, too. Uh, pretty had, had a really cool interview with Scott Putzky. Um, it was really cool. Guy still jacked. Super jacked still. And the, Ivan had a the Polish hammer. Polish hammer. <laughs> Uh, good stuff. Yeah, Rob. Rob is typically the, the the trivia guru. All right, so let's talk some AEW, ladies and gentlemen. So they made the announcement. Um, uh, they made the announcement. Ivan Putzky. Yep. <clears throat> um, AEW is official. They're having a rally next uh, Tuesday, the 8th, in Jacksonville for their event, Double or Nothing. So the Khan family, uh, you know, the, there's been rumors about it, and they made the uh, they made the official announcement. Um, and so the Khan family, um, you know, with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and so – uh, very wealthy, <laughs> very, very, very wealthy partnership there. Uh, uh, you have, I think, Tony Khan is the the, the, the president. Uh, Cody Rhodes is going to be the uh, executive producer. And then, of course, you got the Bucks, um, the booking and things like that. So, and then there's also, this isn't confirmed as of now, I don't think. Think, but there's some rumors going around. I heard that um, <clears throat> B.J. Whitmer could be going over there too, because he just recently left uh, Ring of Honor. So definitely a good hand <clears throat> for uh, for AEW. So I've been so <clears throat> I was I was I was caught up in the middle. I said, okay, either it's a red herring, and uh, they're going to show up in WWE. Was I think was I thought was like okay well, um, that would make more sense financially. But they wanted to just go all out and say, hey, you know, we're going to start our own um, deal, and we are going to, um, you know, have our own promotion, and they're going to they're jumping full full on full face into it. So. Um, They've also got, based on their uh, promotion of the Double or Nothing, um, they've also got uh, Christopher Daniels, who I just chatted with last week, um, Frankie Kazarian, 
Scorpio Sky, um, of course, Brandy Rhodes, and Hangman Page, uh, of course, the Bucks as well. So <clears throat> that's like their their core group as of now. Um, as far as I know, now I don't know this. It is not confirmed. I don't think that we'll see exclusive contracts yet, but if the Khan family's uh, doing the money, it's kind of like Eric Bischoff with Ted Turner. You know, it's like... <laughs> Just blank checks everywhere, you know. It's just can I have some money, you know? Just just give me a blank check and I'll you know I'll do the rest. <clears throat> Rob says I can't spend a hundred k on talent for a soccer club. I'm I'm sure you read wondering what the personnel budget would be here. Good point. Um, now, one thing I don't know is whether there'll be exclusive contracts. Uh, Wild Boy's asking a <clears throat> uh, hundred million, yeah, yeah, hundred million. Um, Wild Boy's asking uh, how many wrestlers? Ask Chris, how many wrestlers do you need for a full roster? Um, I would say now. Now I don't see AEW being like a Monday Night Wars thing. I think Tuesdays Tuesdays is the nights that they're gearing for, which is smart because. Production doesn't start until um, I think either late 2019. Um, so filming probably in a so you won't so you're thinking late 2019, early 2020. We won't see you know as far as being on television. Now I'm not sure if they do any YouTube stuff, Twitch or whatever. I know Tommy Dreamer does a lot of his House of Hardcore stuff on Twitch. Um, uh, Court Bauer does his MOW stuff on, of course, BN, and, and it's shown on YouTube uh, afterwards. So from a television deal, you know, there, there's even talks about TNT. I heard, I heard TNT. I mean, that would really bring – talk about Turner. <laughs> that would really bring the Turner field back. But the issue with TNT, though, is that – um, the the problem, you know, when they were with WCW, you know, any AOL Tom Warner, any of that, uh, the, you know, the Turner merge, they wanted to they wanted to do away with wrestling altogether. So it would be quite interesting. You know, let's see. Well, what's up, GHP? Happy New Year. <clears throat> um, yeah. So it, it would be quite interesting to see if TNT picks them up. I don't see that though. Um, and then of course you had you have WG in America, which they show their zero budget, um, or uh, what is it, zero hour, uh, zero hour, um, uh, the 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 all in zero hour, where they have the budget uh, battle royal or whatever, they show that on WG in America, which has a decent you know uh, decent household. You know, uh, as, as far as number of houses, they show it decent number. So I mean, they they have uh, they have the connections, they they have the exposure already, of course. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think so, Rob. Uh, Tuesdays makes sense because SmackDown <clears throat> is moving over to Friday nights. So that leave so that leaves the Tuesday gap open. Uh, that leaves Tuesday nights open. So you'll have Raw 
So you'll have every other day for WWE, you'll have uh, Raw on Monday, NXT on on Wednesday, <clears throat> and then SmackDown on Friday. As far as I know, uh, Impact, when they go to Pursuit, they're going at that 10 o'clock hour on Friday nights, which is a, ugh, it's a, it's a really tough, that's a really tough hour to have 10 o'clock on a pursuit channel, which is limited right after raw. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. Um, yeah. So uh, for, cause I know that they are next Tuesday, they're having a rally, uh, for their double or nothing. So, um, absolutely. Um, all right, so let's see what other questions. Uh, again, hashtag Ask Chris so I can stand out. Um, but yeah, I mean it should be interesting. I, you know, I don't think <clears throat> I've said this, man. I kind of still feel the same way. I, I don't know about just with the uh, Impact Wrestling with the Ring of Honor with the New Japan actually having a a, a bigger American presence. They're they're having a show in North Carolina in 2019. So <clears throat> we'll see. Um, we'll we'll see how that works. I still, you know, <clears throat> basically what I've said about AEW, I've said <clears throat> AEW is kind of like a merge to me between like a PWG and an Impact Wrestling. You have the the financial backing of, of something, uh, you know, the Khan family, as far as I know, the Khan family is a lot richer than Anthem. <clears throat> so, so you have that advantage. You, I'm sure they're going to bring in wrestlers from PWG. I don't see like an exclusive type deal with them yet. I'm not sure, but I don't see a, I don't see any type of, any type of exclusive deal if they become you know like a competitive number two for raw i mean for for wwe maybe that's when you bring in the exclusive contracts but i mean i can see like um like an mjf uh like a pentagon jr joey janela um, you know, I don't see Kenny Omega leaving New Japan, but maybe they can work out some things. Oh, thank you, Rob. Uh, Con family six point eight billion. Carter family five. <clears throat> McMahon uh, two point eight. All right, sounds good. Um, Carter family. Uh, I'd imagine you're talking about Panda Energy. If I'm not, it says Carter fam. I'd imagine Dixie, uh, Panda Energy, if 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 that's correct. <clears throat> um, yeah, the Khan family has more money than the McMahons. Yes, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> okay, yes, Rob says. Um, so yeah, it, uh, we'll see, we'll see. I, like I said, I can see. <clears throat> Those names that I said, even maybe Joey Ryan, um, <clears throat> Brian Cage, I can see him. <clears throat> so I can see a number of talent. 
kind of like an all-in thing. There wasn't exclusive things for them. So we'll see. I, I think that there's, I think that the buzz is going around, of course. The only thing is, will you have the product to keep us interested? Because the unfortunate thing right now is that WWE has shown that the same old stuff, the same old stuff, the same old stuff uh, has caused record low ratings. And, you know, we need to see different. We need to see, I I don't want, I don't want just another wrestling product. I want to see different. I want to see intriguing. Um, The fact that, you know, they did go all out, self-fund all in. I, I applaud that. Uh, tremendously um, But You know Are you going to do that just to have a product That we see the same stuff of, You know so We'll see I'm hoping that it's different It's fresh it's new Cody I mean his dad was His dad was one of the most One of the greatest Wrestlers I mean one of the greatest Wrestling personalities of all time one of the great, greatest creative minds, Bebel, of the wrestling industry. And Dusty Rhodes, American Dream, Bebel. I came up with WCW stuff, NWA stuff, TNA stuff when I was there. And I was the godfather of NXT, Bebel. <clears throat> so he's got. He's got the pedigree of being in a creative mind. All In was a very creative show. Uh, So if we see All In, if we see an All In-esque product, I think it'll be good. But if we keep saying the same stuff, too much of the same thing, could repetitiveness can lose its mystique, can lose its allure. So hopefully if you get us hooked, you, you you make us you, you, if we got to see the same product every week, give us something at a cliffhangers, <laughs> like some old WCW stuff, or like me cutting off a very interesting part of the Chad Fortune interview for you to wait till next week. <laughs> How about that? Now let's address some of these questions. Um, some really good questions too. Hashtag ask Chris again. Uh, GSP says, <laughs> John Cena hair uh, do, seems like he needs to be wearing a suit. Yes, he well he wears suits all the time now. He's Hollywood John Cena, which I think he should turn heel and actually be called Hollywood John Cena. And Hollywood John Tatum should come out and be his manager. <laughs> They would make Tatum would get some. I'm sure Tatum still has what it takes to get some heat. <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> Hollywood John Cena, uh, that's because right at this point now, it's like you know, put turn heel and put somebody over. You know, they 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 don't have a really good <clears throat> uh, level of baby faces right now. Become Hollywood John Cena, make people boo the snot out of you. You know how to make it happen. You know how to elicit some jeers from the crowd. <clears throat> and we want to see Hollywood John Cena. So, um, Wild Boys asking, is the door not closed for the Bucks to ever in, ever be in the WWE? Um, 
ever is a strong word. I wouldn't say ever uh, with them. I mean, they're they're the bookers of a new company now. They're the core people of a brand new all elite wrestling. Um, if if I'm sure if AEW folds, I, I definitely don't wish that upon them. If AEW does fold, I'm sure the WWE would be interested in in bringing them too. But you know. AEW hasn't started, so you know talking about AEW folding would kind of be counterproductive to <clears throat> us wanting successful competitors of the WWE for them to actually be more intrigued to do something with their booking, <clears throat> which is why the Monday Night Wars were so good because um, <clears throat> because WWE had some competition, so it made them go a lot with their booking. So hopefully that does that with uh, AEW. Um, <clears throat> yes, we'll be talking about EC3. His hair doesn't match his gimmick. <laughs> Hollywood John Cena. It will it would absolutely match Hollywood John Cena. <clears throat> um, there's uh, another Axe Chris question. CM Punk. Yeah, so I heard. So CM Punk. He availed himself to be an announcer. Now he's um, Case Fury fighting championships or something like that that he's uh, announcing for. Uh, they're on the UFC Fight Pass, if I'm not mistaken. So they're an affiliate of UFC. So he's announcing for them. And I can see him announce. I mean, I'd imagine he'd be open to announcing for All Elite Wrestling. Uh, so I'm sure, I mean, Ian Riccoboni and Don Callis uh, announced for um, <clears throat> for All In. Ian Riccoboni's with Ring of Honor. Don Callis is, uh, you know, <laughs> an executive of Impact. So I don't know. As far as an announcer, I don't know. You got Tony Schiavone, who's with MLW. I mean, of course, you have Matt Stryker, who floats around. I actually like Matt Stryker as, a, as an announcer. Matt Stryker would be a good idea. Would be a good because he can kind of do play. He could do play by play, and I'm showing up in MLW too. But um, uh, Matt Stryker, he does play by play decent, and he and he does color uh, decent as well. So he he can do either or. <clears throat> so um, there was some other good ask Chris questions. <clears throat> That's right. Hashtag Hollywood John Cena. Um, again, hashtag ask Chris for any questions. Here we go. Wild Boy saying, is it too early to think what Jericho's role could be? Um, <clears throat> pop up. Pop up talent. Um, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't say, you know, the reins. Uh, you know, because Jericho's really big on give me a story, and and that's that's why I'm there. Like I'm not going to just redundantly show up and just be there anymore. You know, Chris Jericho will be 49 years old this year, not until November, but he'll be 49 this year. So he's not just the show up, you know, just to put someone over, or, you know, which makes total sense to me. Um, he's been wrestling since uh, 1990, so 29 years of his life. I mean, at, at this point, it, it makes total sense to me of like, okay, I'm not 
<clears throat> I'm not just going to be your your Dolph Ziggler, you know. So makes perfect sense to me. So if anything, you know, Jericho, as far as his role is concerned, if anything, it'll be <clears throat> to get into a pretty good, uh, pretty good uh, feud if when he pops up. Um, all right, so there we go. Rob says, I'm thinking, of, I'm thinking of a TV deal, solid budget, smart business. People who care about wrestling will see a lot of people leaving WWE. Yes, so <clears throat> that was actually a story today of people leaving uh, WWE, uh, of people, uh, WWE eyeing, <clears throat> uh, or WWE, WWE wrestlers eyeing, wanting to leave. So who aren't in a good spot. So that'll be interesting. Maybe in the flavor of the week, next week or the week before. You gotta remind me. Tweet at Crave Wrestling. I mean tweet at Chris Prolific. Um at Pro- Chris Prolific personal at Crave Wrestling. And why am I showing why am I showing y'all a piece of paper? And you can see it right there. <clears throat> There's the Patreon right there. Uh, I just dropped one of my pins. It's okay. It'll, it'll survive. Uh, there's the at Crave Wrestling, and there's me at Chris Prolific right there. So, um, yeah, I think almost would be very, very good uh, in AEW. I think it'd be fantastic. I would be a big fan of that. Um, again, let me put this on here. Hashtag Ask Chris if you have any questions. Um, another trivia question, real quick before we go. Any of the other, any other, um, thank you, DMAC. Uh, <clears throat> appreciate it. Um, any other Ask Chris questions about A1? Go ahead and post them here. <clears throat> go ahead and tweet at Chris, Chris Prolific or at Crave Wrestling. If you're listening to the audio right now or if you're listening Thursday on Facebook, <clears throat> uh, tweet at Chris Prolific or at Crave Wrestling. With your questions as well, and I will address them. <clears throat> Rob is ask, Rob is asking. Uh, the rumor um, is that AEW pay per view will be in May. Do you think that's enough time? <clears throat> um, that's only four months away, and I think probably they want to do the momentum thing. They they really um, want to draw the momentum and, and kind of. Strike while the iron top type of thing. Uh, if they have the talent, um, I would give them a little bit more time to promote. Really, I would give them more time to promote. But if they have the money, as far as the con family is concerned, um, you know, go for it, man. Yeah, strike while the iron top. Like I said, go for it. Um. <clears throat> It, it, and it really depends on the, the 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 level of talent too. Like if there's a big name, um, you know, go for it. So we'll see. This person defeated Bruno San Martino to become WWE champion on January eighteenth, nineteen seventy one. And be sure to um, be sure to like um, and comment. Uh, like and comment on this show. Uh, I really, really appreciate your awesome. You know, you know. I really, I really appreciate you putting me over on the chat, saying how much you love the podcast and 
how much uh, it's the more the most interactive podcast out there, and I do those things intentionally. Um, but uh, show you know kind of show through Patreon right there, <laughs> show through that, show how much you really really appreciate the show through Patreon, and also uh, leave a like and a comment. Uh, on the show and and share share let's let's grow the PNP nation you know you you all I, you know the, the faithfuls are and I see some new people on uh, on the uh, on the uh, chat room too so welcome thank you for joining the the, the podcast tonight um, <clears throat> let's let's spread this out let's spread out the PNP nation um, gets the the number of the number of um, uh, listens I get every week is a four to five figure mark, um, which is great, which is absolutely great. Uh, if you listen, if you're listening, if you're live, leave a comment on the YouTube channel and I'll be sure to, um, be sure to share. All right. So once again, thank you so much. That's the, that's my plug for, <laughs> that's my plug for tonight. Uh, I think, Rob got it again first. Uh, yep, sure did. Ivan Koloff. Ivan Koloff. The king. So far, Rob is uh, doing his thing. <laughs> um, all right. All right, so uh, that's the Ask Chris questions for the AEW. I think maybe... Okay. I think DMAC is asking a question, which is which is a pretty cool question, actually. <clears throat> Ask Chris, how many exclusive guys do you think they will have? Many of the names floating on the indies have made appearances all over. Very good question. Um, <clears throat> as far as exclusive, I can I can I can see Christopher Daniels. I can see. Uh, Kazarian, Frankie Kazarian, Scorpio Sky, so basically SCU. And I don't know about exclusives, though. I mean, you know, it's hard to be an exclusive, right? It's hard to be exclusive unless you're in WWE these days or New Japan, too, unless it's like a big juggernaut empire that can actually pay, you know, for you to live, for you to live handsomely. Uh, and abundantly, it's hard to do exclusive contracts because you know that that kind of limits people from getting income. Otherwise, if you can pay me, you know, seven figures, I don't need to get income any anywhere else. But any anything under the net, it, it kind of limits you know exclusive contracts in that in that regard. It really limits people's ability to to work otherwise. Uh, so that that makes it a bit tough. Um, so like I said, right now they have on their promotional material, they have SCU, Hangman Page, of course, Brandy and the Bucks, but you know, any people outside of the Cody, Bucks, Brandy, uh, they have SCU and Hangman Page in their promotion material. So that might be an indication of, of, uh, who may be exclusive contracts, but again, I don't, I don't know about, um, uh, exclusive though. 
Um, all right. So let's talk to uh let's 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 go over to the next uh one is uh we'll talk about UFC uh UFC two thirty two real quick. Um yeah, Matt's wife. Yep. Mm-hmm. Matt Jackson's wife. <clears throat> um yeah. I'll 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 uh sniff around <laughs> and see if uh, anyone any of my connects my wrestling connects know who may go or is interested in going. All right, so let's talk about UFC two thirty two thirty two real quick. We have uh, Amanda Nunez uh beating the brakes off of Chris Cyborg, gave Cyborg her second MMA loss, her first UFC loss. I believe Cyborg was five and zero going into this fight. And um Nunez was on a seven match winning streak, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> so, but listen, Amanda Nunez is a monster. Um, fifty one seconds against Chris Cyborg, who was the dominating figure of the featherweight division. You got Nunez, you know, who was a bantamweight, you know, winning the featherweight championship. She's like the 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 DC of the of the uh, women's division now. The only you know first ever female um, uh, two division champion, uh, two consecutive t- uh, two um, uh, simultaneous title reigns, uh, dual champion. Uh, of course, Conor McGregor did that as well. Um, so very interesting stuff, man. Uh, I, it's really tough to. <laughs> uh, Amanda New Year's is like the the new Ronda Rousey. Uh, she is dominant, man. You know she she's lost four times in her MMA career, but um, man, just uh, it, it's really going to be tough to really find someone who can oppose her. People thought Cyborg was the person, you know, that that could hang with her. But I mean, they—I I watched the fight, and as uh, soon as the bell, they—they they were like two bulls just charging against each other, throwing haymakers. And then man, and then the man of Nunez, man, just clocked her, lights out, and uh, fifty-one seconds in, <laughs> you got a new featherweight champion, ladies and gentlemen. So very, very interesting. Uh, and then John Jones uh, looked a bit rusty, but uh, he. Um, he <clears throat> pounded, uh, did a nice takedown. He was doing those uh, kicks to the to the leg, which really, <laughs> which really was taking Gustafson. Uh, ended up taking him down and making him tap out. So then he calls out DC. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> so uh, uh. It seemed like John Jones and Brock Lesnar was the was the talk of the town, and then DC, and then John Jones left because he got pinged, and then um, and then now DC and, and Brock Lesnar is the talk of the town, and and uh, Dana White actually recently said that 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 match isn't off the table yet, so we'll see how that goes. Um, there's some good questions here. Um, 
Next, Chris Mo is asking, do you know what time Wrestle Kingdom comes on Friday? Uh, I think like, uh, oh goodness, like, so I'll, I'm Eastern time. I think you're Eastern too, Mo, if I'm not mistaken. Um, <clears throat> let me text, uh, let me text Lance Archer though. It's almost 1 a.m. Uh, <laughs> Eastern now. Uh, he lives an hour. He lives an hour from me, but I think he might. Uh, he might be in Japan now. Uh, let's see. See if he responds, or I'll, I can just look it up. <clears throat> um, I think it's a six-hour difference. Maybe. Maybe we'll see. <clears throat> I'll look it up. I'll text Lance and see. Um. No, no. Um, all right, let's see if he responds. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. We're live, pal. Just texted uh, Lance live. Let's see if he responds. All right, <clears throat> so we'll we'll check and see. Any if anybody. Oh, there we go. Thanks, Tammy. <laughs> uh, Free show is two a.m. So I'm thinking, yeah, so 2 a.m., uh, and then the main card is 3 a.m. Eastern. So, yeah. I knew it was like the wee hours. Um, yeah, I think yeah, I knew it was like the wee hours. So I will catch that probably in the morning. That's usually what I do. <laughs> with I did that with Dominion, too. I think I, I, think I watched it at like 9 or 10 a.m. Because <clears throat> usually those... You know, people always complain about WWE pay-per-views. Russell Kingdom is six hours as well, and people don't complain about Russell Kingdom because uh, I mean the Russell Kingdom their their cards are just fantastic. So it doesn't it doesn't have the same feel as, the, as WrestleMania. Uh, WrestleMania is more showy, but Russell Kingdom to me has a you know it's it's the time goes by the time goes by faster because of um be, because of the quality of, of the show. Um Rob's asking is Nunez going to be marketable? <clears throat> um with her dominance, sure. Um, you know, people now it's a it's a matter of who's going to beat Nunez. So she brings that aura to her now. D Mac is asking uh, how does personal controversy Fail test impact Jones's legacy as you see it. Good question. Uh, yeah, I agree. GHP six hours is too long. I agree with that. Um, hmm, that's a good question, Dmac. Um, I think he can. I think there's some redemption. I think there's some redemption to it. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I think I think he I think Jones can redeem from it. That's that's my answer. I think he can redeem from his leg, uh, from his you know, uh, drug, drug uh, pings. Rob is asking, what do you think of them doing away with the uh, Wrestle Kingdom Jobber Battle Royal? I actually liked it, man. I actually liked it. I, um, I'm not a fan of that. 
I, I think it I think it gives people exposure and it makes it a you know it's tradition. It's tradition. Um. Yeah, I I don't I didn't watch I don't watch Wrestle Kingdom straight straight out typically. <laughs> I usually watch like two or three hours uh, in one setting and then do my daily stuff. And then I usually watch the rest of it because I'm usually in my office quite a bit. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a PhD student. I'm a journalist, so I'm writing. I'm using my office to write or and and I'm also a PhD student. So I'm I'm in my office working on my dissertation for four, five, six hours on end. So typically at that time, um, I'll be, you know, I, I catch up with stuff. And um, if I, if I am working on my dissertation, which I, I will on Saturday, uh, it, it would be, um, it, it would, that's, that's the bulk of when I'll watch it. <laughs> probably not six hours worth, but I'll probably watch, um, you know, uh, four hours worth of it. I'll probably catch up with it uh, that afternoon or so. Thanks, D-Mac. PhD student, apology, man. Soon to be Dr. Chris. Yes, uh, 2019 will be a big year for me, man. Um, uh, this this is the year. This is the year that I will be a doctor. 2019. Um, Johnny, uh, so uh, again, Axe Chris, uh, hashtag Axe Chris, um all right there you go so that's the questions that's we'll talk we'll talk about UFC 232 um in that regard and that's uh, and that's good good stuff guys very very good stuff fun 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 any ask chris questions any more ask chris questions about UFC 232 let me know before I move on with the <clears throat> with the headlines one more headline for tonight before we go into the grades and the streak, and then we'll close the show. <clears throat> Thank you, my mood. That's awesome, Chris, getting a PhD and becoming Dr. Chris. Absolutely. <clears throat> my mood says, I don't blame you, Chris. You're a hard worker. You're a journalist. Always stay busy writing. Man, I appreciate it very, very much. You know, I, uh, you know, people like you, man, encouraging me and, um, and doing that, you know, big stuff. Uh, <clears throat> I, I encourage people encouraging me really, really put some <clears throat> engine in my <laughs> in my think tank. Um, you know, shout out to my wife, man. She's uh, she's a godsend, crazy, encouraging, um, very supportive. Um. Roberto's asking, have you heard of Kevin Bennett and thoughts on Sammy <clears throat> Guevara? Um, faintly with the Sammy Guevara. I'm not quite sure about school me on Kevin Bennett. Uh, school me on school me on him. Uh, Johnny's asking. Uh, <laughs> I'll get to that moment a little bit. Uh, how would you think uh, WD will uh, jack up War Machine on the main roster? Thank you for keeping the PG, by the way, Johnny. Um, <clears throat> I, I do think that they will jack up uh, uh, War Machine, um, or it says the letter F, but it doesn't say the entire word. So uh, thank you for that, Johnny. Um, 
I, I do think that they would mess up uh, War Machine. Uh, there's just, I, I think they'll, I think we'll see, I, I think I've said this before, we'll kind of see them uh, kind of like an AOP, like what they're doing AOP, or even what they're doing with um, uh, Big Damo. What's his name in, in uh, Killian Dane? Um, yeah, they, you know, I'm, I'm, I've had Hanson on my show before, so I'm, I'm, you know, any, it's like people who's been on my show, I kind of root for <laughs> because I appreciate them, you know, giving me, uh, giving me their time to, to, to be on my show and be a part of the PNP history. Um, I've had Hanson on the show before. And, uh, so I've been root, I've been rooting for Hanson ever since I've had him on the show like years ago. I don't know. Was this 2019? I've had a hand. I had hands on the show. I don't know. Someone Google uh, Pancakes and Power Slam show Hanson, and uh, and let me know. <laughs> let me know when he's been on the show and been put on the chat room. Uh, really good questions here. Uh, Ask Christy. Uh, okay, so some. So, so we're talking about call ups now. So let's let's go into the. Okay, so Mo said, uh, I can't wait for you to announce yourself on podcast with Doctor Chris. God bless, man. I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, DMAC is asking, what do you think tag wrestling has been? Wh- why do you think tag wrestling has been de-emphasized despite having a very strong lineup uh, of teams? Um, I really think that um, I really think that all of WWE has been de-emphasized. I think the the characters have been de-emphasized. Um, yeah, I mean, I just poor booking, really poor booking. Uh, yeah, the singlet is singlet has to go, Johnny. I agree. The 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 singlet they that they have on him is just absolutely terrible. I would see see one machine going to SmackDown Live. Um, I don't think so. I would say War Machine versus AOP on Raw. Rob is saying, uh, okay, so Mamu, let me uh, do this X Chris real quick. Do you like these call-ups for the roster? Do you people start this for, uh, and future champions? Good question to segue into um, EC3. So there's talking there, – so basically I think uh, Melter said that uh, with EC3, they just couldn't find anything to do for him on NXT. Simple as that. So here's my thing. Um. Uh, okay, yeah, on, on the on the wrestling e channel. Okay, I'll, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Um, I don't manage the wrestling e channel, uh, but I, I, I certainly will check it out. There's tons of really cool videos on there every day. Um. Yeah. So my, here's my thing. Uh, EC3 has the look. He has the popularity, but I don't even think. Out of all of the selections, out of all the call-ups, I think the EC3, I think that Lars will have the best, um, the, probably the best. Um, oh, they tweeted it, Tammy. Okay. If they're, I, see, way too many call-ups. If they did tweet that they were going to SmackDown Live, way, way too many call-ups. Very, very, very bad, bad idea. Um. So here's my thing. I think Lars, out of all of them, I think Lars will have the most successful out of the, out of the call up. 
Um, but I think EC3 maybe, but I just don't think the WWE is going to give EC3 the type of um, stardom that he had in Impact. I don't see him as a top guy, honestly. Um, unfortunately, Rob is asking, do you think with AEP, AEP, do you think with AEW happening, WWE is less likely to grant releases with such ease? Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. I do not think that they would be, uh, I don't think they'll be likely to grant releases with ease. Yeah, Lee, I think EC3, I don't think he needs to be up there. I think it fits him and certainly fits him on the main roster. I would agree with that. I would agree that it fits him on the main roster. He needs to be there, perhaps. Um, Yeah. Yeah, Lee, another fresh bunch from NXT that would go to race. Yeah. Rob thinks Nikki will kill it. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Lance has uh, responded. It starts at 5 p.m. J- Japanese Standard Time, so it just depends on where you are in Texas. That's 2 a.m. Uh, so that'll be 3 a.m. So that's correct. Um, let's see. <clears throat> I'm going I'm to see if he has any comments. Um I'm going to see if he has any comments to, to, to about uh, being on Wrestle Kingdom. <clears throat> um, yeah, so I'll read them to you. Uh, I'll, say I'll read whatever you message me. And I'll read his comments. Yep. We're live, pal. Lance Archer. Uh, responded to my my text live. There you go. Um, all right. So, okay. Good good conversation about the call ups. Do I think Adam Cole wants to be called up? Sure. I mean, I think everybody wants to be called up. <laughs> called up. They get more money, and more exposure. But is that a, is that a, is it at the expense of just for some people just ruining your reputation and not being as big of a name if you leave. That's the that's the joy of being in NXT. If you're NXT and become a successful NXT person and then you leave from NXT, I think that you'll have a bigger stock. Like, for instance, if Tyler Breeze was in NXT, if he had his NXT type of popularity and he left and went to, like, an AEW, he would be huge. But now, unfortunately, if he left WWE certainly wouldn't be uh, as big as um, he would have been. All right. Again, ask Chris. Okay, Mahmoud, good question. What's your prediction on who could replace R-Truth Royal Rumble, or are they going to keep him as number 30? I can see him getting jacked up by Lars. Or him, or R-Truth. I love R-Truth, man. Him basically saying, you know, I can see him being like in the 30 spot (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> of the of the women's Royal Rumble, like trying to you know, uh, thinking that it was both for women's Royal Rumble, him doing like rock paper scissors or something like that, 
or flipping the coin, him losing a spot altogether because Carmelo won the coin toss for the number 30. Just something just crazy like that. I can see that happening. If not, uh, I can see Lars taking him out. Um, Johnny's asking, uh, how long would it take for uh, UE to get caught up but get split? How long would it take them to either ride or leave? Well, riding or leave... Uh, <laughs> so everybody said Archer should be the WWE headquarters instead of the Rebel. There you go. He'll be on vacation. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, they'll, they'll they'll play by the WWE's rules, but I think that they, I think that the Undisputed Era would be very good acquisitions for AEW. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. All right. So uh, give me your Raw and SmackDown grades before we hit the Flavor of the Week and close the show. I said it was going to be a little bit abbreviated today. It usually ends at 1 o'clock Eastern. It's usually from 11 to 1. Uh, But I extended it a little bit today because of uh, some crazy technical stuff going on today with the station, with the radio station. Uh, So... I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give the listeners what they want, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna give them the pancakes and power slam show. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm here still, 15 minutes later, 15 minutes after I usually uh, close the show for you all, for the PNP Nation. So, give me your Raw and SmackDown grades, both of them together, and any comments, and I'll read them. That's that's gonna be my uh, review. <laughs> Give me your Raw and SmackDown comments um, and grades and comments and read them, and uh, that's what that's what I'll do. Um, real quick for me, uh, Raw was decent. I wasn't happy that the McIntyre Ziggler match, the Cage match, was the beginning of the show. I think that should have closed the show with Drew having that type of. Uh, Dominance, he, he really needed that. So I was a big fan of the, the dominant part. Um, anything other than that, you know, lastly getting jacked up by Rollins, so sad. You know how much I'm a big Apollo Crews fan. You know, yeah, he won the Intercontinental Championship, uh, number one contendership. Yay! And then he loses the same night. And that's that, so... That's Paula Cruz for you. Um, as far as SmackDown's concerned, uh, Samoa Joe and Samoa Joe and Jeff Hardy, those are just two names that just have hardly any stock to them anymore. Unfortunately, uh, Rusev and Nakamura. At least they're trying. At least, at least they're giving the U.S. title some type of exposure again. You know, at least that. Um, the Cena thing, you know, ratings. <laughs> that was ratings, and then they and then they promoted Cena for Raw next week as if he just wasn't on SmackDown. So, at least almost say, at least almost could say that he went against John Cena. So that's a big deal. Hollywood John Cena. He went against uh, he went against Hollywood John Cena. I'm telling you, y'all need to listen. PNP Nation. Start the hashtag Hollywood John Cena, hashtag WWE, 
and then hashtag Hollywood John Cena. And we want to see a John Cena heel turn as Hollywood John Cena to put a baby face over. That's what we want to see. How about Hollywood John Cena against the demon uh, Finn Balor? Finn Balor and the pain. How about that? Um, all right. I mean, AJ Styles won the number one contendership. Uh, you know, I'm a big Styles fan, but kind of want to see something different. You know, you're talking about a new a new product, a new regime, a new era, and then we get the same main events. So uh, that's not very intriguing. A couple of ask Chris questions. Uh, all right, let's do the grades first. Mo says SmackDown B, Raw, maybe a C. GHP, Raw C, SmackDown B minus. Raw C minus, SmackDown B minus, says Mahmood. Tammy, Raw C, SmackDown Live B. Um, all right, cool, thank you. Mahmoud is asking, what do you think of a moment of bliss first show for Alexa Bliss next week? Guest or is Ronda? Um, I think it, it, it may um, it may kind of uh, tease the heel turn for Natalie, for for Natalia. Could could be could 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 be um, could be the heel turn for Natalia. We could see Natalia versus Ronda the the Royal Rumble. Um. Yeah, until then, because you know, I mean, Bliss is—they're—they're they're trying to—they're trying to keep her on TV because you know she can't wrestle; she has a concussion. Uh, she had limited uh, physical uh, uh, clearance, and you know she just can't go in the ring. So they're just trying to find stuff for her. There you go. <clears throat> uh, Robert says, "Can you honestly say that you're excited about Raw and SmackDown Live next week? Like after Mania, excited? No, I I can't say that." <laughs> I can't say that actually. All right, good stuff, Phil. Uh Johnny's asking, what do you think with Styles? What do you think you do what do you do with Styles except him being in the title picture? You move him to Raw. I've said this on the show before. You gotta move him to Raw. Um yeah, you gotta move him to Raw, man. He was champion for over a year on SmackDown. And, you know, didn't really do much for the title. No fault of his own. Had great matches. But uh, WWE just booked him really bad. Oh, here we go. Uh, Archer got back with me. He says, Suzuki Goon is going to become number one contenders to six-man tag titles. There you go. That's uh, exclusive from Lance Archer, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Um, exclusive pancakes and power slam show comments from Lance Archer, Suzuki goon. <clears throat> All right. Uh, he'll be at Russell kingdom, by the way. So, uh, Mahmood asks Chris, who should be a part of the blue band at the next shakeup? Um, I said this on my show, Seth Rollins. I want to see Seth Rollins versus Daniel Bryan, uh, for the WWE championship at, uh, at raw. Seth Rollins should be the number one pick. I can figure that, I can figure the rest out, <laughs> but Seth Rollins should be number one. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's talk about Goldberg streak, ladies and gentlemen. Flavor of the week time. Let's uh, let's do it. This uh, let's do flavor of the week. It is now time for the. Flavor of the week. 
All right, so let's uh let's let's get with this. Um let's get with this uh uh let me see. Let me let me put this up here real quick. Let me try to uh, try to uh, enlarge this here. You watch. Here we go. All right, here we go. Here are uh, Bill Goldberg's. Um, let's see. Okay, here we go. Uh, all right, <clears throat> Bill Goldberg's uh, streaks here. Buddy Lee Parker was his first match. <clears throat> uh, Buddy Landell. Uh, there it is right there. <laughs> there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Chad Fortune. I just wanted y'all to see that. Chad Fortune, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I think match what match number six, uh, Chad Fortune. So, uh, all right. Let's we got uh, Hugh Morris. Um, Jack, hashtag Jack Hammer. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, and very interesting stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Hugh Morris, the Barbarian, Roadblock, Manny Fernandez, Scotty Riggs, Wrath. He beat Wrath in 20 seconds. <laughs> he beat Wrath in 20 seconds, man. So here's the funny thing. I'm looking at all, I'm looking at all the times that were recorded um, for the, like, the first – 20 matches. Um, he beat Hugh Morris in 2 minutes and 43 seconds on that Nitro that he became popular. Um, then he beat Scotty Riggs with Nitro 2 weeks later. 2 minutes and 34 seconds. He beats Wrath in tw- uh, 20 seconds. Uh, on Nitro the next week, <laughs> and then he beats the Re- um, yeah, sadly the Renegade. Um, Nineteen seconds on the episode of uh, Saturday Night <clears throat> Mongo. Ooh, six and a half minutes, ladies and gentlemen. A six and a half minute match against Mongo at Starcade '97. That's a good question, Rob. When did he first speak? Uh, hmm. Shortly after the Hugh Morris match, wasn't it? Or at least before the Mongo match. Mongo was uh, Starcade '97, um, and uh, Steve, and then Mongo on Thunder in '98. <clears throat> um, let's see. Let's see. Best thing, Goldberg returns October 17th, my birthday. Yeah. 
Mongo Goldberg, Matt Classic. <laughs> yes, there it is right there. Uh, all right, so Yuji Nagata, a minute, a minute and 34 seconds. A minute and 34 seconds, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <clears throat> let's see. And, and that's crazy because Yuji Nagata was so big. Um, he was he was such a big person in New Japan, you know, in, in Japanese wrestling still is. Um, but not not so much uh, when it comes to Bill Goldberg, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, Yuji Nagata was uh just a a pawn in, a pawn in Bill Goldberg's streak. Um. Buddy Lee Park on uh, WCW Boston Brawl. Whoa, 98. He beat uh, Buddy Lee Parker. I remember they had that match. I remember they had a uh, a gimmick when they were doing that, when Buddy, Buddy Lee Parker was uh, – he kind of turned on him because he was, you know, you know, uh, he, he was talking about how he uh, uh, was – Training him and things like that. I wanted to put some emotion in the, uh, the the direction of Bill Goldberg. Um, of course, we remember the Stephen Regal five minutes and two seconds from Nitro and uh, on uh, February 9th, nineteen ninety eight. Um, Super Brawl eight. Uh, he beat Brad Armstrong in two minutes and twenty three seconds. On an episode of Super on a Super Brawl pay per view, I was I I just you know that just came back to my memory. (laughs) Looking at this, he beat I love Brad Armstrong, probably the most underrated wrestler in W in in pro wrestling history. But it's surprising that he actually went to a pay per view, one of the most popular WCW pay per views with him, uh, Super Brawl. Although he only lasted two and a half minutes, he beat Lodi, Spring Break Nitro, forty-seven seconds. Wayne Blo- Wayne Bloom, um, a minute nineteen seconds on Thunder. So all these these were all just so short, man. That was so short. Uh, he beat uh, Bobby Blaze on an episode of WCW World. Well, that's a blast from the past. Uh, Bobby Blaze, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> so, what are your what are your uh, what's your most memorable go What's your most memorable Goldberg win? That's uh, of course the Hulk Hogan win will be will be mine, and then he lo- loses to uh, Kevin Nash, unfortunately uh, at the Super Bowl. So, uh. Not good. I, I thought I thought the way that they broke that streak was not good at all, unfortunately. So, uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna wrap up. That's enough about the first streak. When he beat DDP, Mamoon said, uh, "Johnny says using using the guy got my respect. Almost 50 years old, still competing at the G1 tournament." Yep, I actually I agree. All we have 98. Mamoon said that was a really good one. So yeah, I wasn't a big fan of how they ended the streak. That was a, a very poor way to do it. So, 
I think it was uh, lots of politics in that. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, 353 episodes in the books. Uh, uh, part one of uh, Chad Fortune. We'll have the other part next week. Uh, very cliffhanger. I had fun, y'all. I had fun. Uh, gave, gave y'all an extension, a half hour extension, because of the craziness that was going on. But uh, it was well worth it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I really appreciate the PNP Nation, of course. God bless you all. Until next week, enjoy your week of wrestling. God bless. And always remember, I do it for you. Have a good night, everybody. Bye-bye. of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. 
for the ones who get it done.